what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of real fans fc episode 10 we are back a week off but we got a lot of things to talk about boys everything from the mls to the champions league to national team to salaries picks and predictions everything but let's get into it so fresh off the press today just announced before we got into this call it's official San Diego is the next team to be entered into the MLS, the next expansion club. Um, they will make them 30. I believe the man, the expansion club fee was over $500 million, which is pretty crazy. And they are set to play in 2025. Uh, quick thoughts before I go into the questions, kind of like I want to, ask you guys but like what do you guys think of this like i'll start with adam um expected uh first of all it's it's half expected in my opinion because i think although there were rumors i think um if you were to place bets on it most of the people were probably going to say vegas and vegas is probably still coming uh i would put my money on that being the next expansion team um but it's expected because um, MLS, they've been, they're still trying to expand. I don't know how far they're, they're willing to go. San Diego, they are, you know, with the Hispanic influence, it's a, it's a great city to uh, bring an MLS club to, especially nowadays with the sport uh, where it's at in this country and a World Cup coming up. You know, it's smart for the MLS to try and, um, you know, solidify itself in markets that would have support for it. They don't need to build a, a 60,000 seater stadium like NFL does. So it's, it's much more attractive to these markets that aren't necessarily Los Angeles or New York. Um, so I think it's a good move. Um, and also I, I noticed that uh, Manny Machado is part of the, uh, the ownership team, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's always gotta be uh, one celebrity. Yeah. You gotta have a celebrity in, yeah, in, in your, it's uh, kind of like a given nowadays. I think it's just a way for them to like, kind of make some quick cash, like the <laughs> primary owners. It uh, looks like the owner's going to be a part of this native American tribe. Um, but yeah, Don Garber just announced it. Uh, it is Muhammad Mansour and the Sukhan tribe. So those are going to be the main uh, owners of the league. But yeah, Tyler, what do you think of the team now being announced? Hitting 30. That's four teams in California now. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, like, goddamn, another California team. But, you know, it's kind of expected. Good market and shit for San Diego. But um, like Adam said, I thought Vegas for sure would be the next one. But even talking about Vegas, like, I don't even know if they could necessarily be the next one because wouldn't we have to have an even number from east and west? So wouldn't we need an east expansion? Well, we're on even right now. We're on even right now. There's oh, one more team true. in the east. That's true. That's true. I think the thing with um, the San Diego one, because, yeah, everybody was thinking, <clears throat> thinking, oh, my gosh, thinking Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. But I, I think with Vegas, they want to build a standalone stadium. I don't think they want to play in Allegiant Stadium. Mm-hmm. And San Diego, from all accounts, seems like they're going to be playing in the San Diego, the new San Diego State um, Stadium, the Snapdragon Stadium. Yeah, which I find kind of odd that they're allowing them to play in 
a college stadium. Meanwhile, they gave Miami so much fucking shit for a decade because <laughs> we didn't have a stadium. But God, let 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 San Diego. I mean, that's a little bit of the Miami fan saltiness in me. Like it's like, bro, we we had to wait eight years to get a team after it's announced because of the stadium issue. Meanwhile, like, oh, go play in a college stadium. Like, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Miami FC plays in FIU. Is that where you want to play? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shit. As long as it's not on Marlins turf. Park, the worst part about hard, that stadium is is the turf. I mean, it's not even a terrible hard stadium rock, for, man. for soccer. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. The Hard Rock, true. Like I don't know, but like nonetheless, um, yeah, uh, San Diego is a great city. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, this kind of leads into the next question. Do you think? Where do you think that the MLS will stop expanding? And how, like, how many teams will this eventually become? Do you think it's going to be the classic 32 like the NFL? Seems like everything the MLS has done leading up to this point is replicating the NFL, seeing a system that works in that sense. That's Do you what see I'm them thinking. going to 32, or does this going to be endless up to 40? And I know some people will like the idea of like maybe 40 and you split it 2020 MLS one, MLS two, even though I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, what I do think you guys think? I, th- I personally think that's just too much. I think 32, I mean, you just ask the NFL. I think that is perfect. You know, it's a similar sport where I guess, yeah, in soccer, you could play midweek. So you could have a game on a Wednesday and a game on a Saturday, whereas it doesn't really happen quite like that in uh, football, but it's, but it's similar, you know, they don't, they don't play like games like like uh, baseball teams or basketball teams. So it makes sense that they would be trying to kind of, uh, you know, they already have their playoffs. They have the two conferences. Uh, It just makes sense that they're trying to set it up that way. And I don't see how you can be successful with more than, you know, maybe a little bit more than 32, but not much, not much more, because I think after that, it gets a little ridiculous, very crowded. And then you have sort of, so many teams missing out on playoffs or just too many teams getting into the playoffs. Yeah. And that's where some people were talking about maybe the potential of like splitting into two separate leagues and having a closed promotion relegation type of thing. But I mean, even then I don't see that it's going to happen. I think you're going to get to a point where it's like, how many more markets do you really care to have? Um, We'll see. I mean, Tyler, what do you think? Do you think 32? Do you think they stop at 30? I don't think they stop at 30, but like how far how far does it go? Um I'd say 36, 18, and 18. I just don't know what markets they would be obviously going into the future, but 18 and 18 seems like a kind of an ideal thing. You can do the top nine teams in both conferences, playoffs, shit like that, you know, or the first or the f- the first seed in each conference have a bye week in the first round of the playoffs, and then the like second through eighth or second. Unlike through ninth, the garbage the- they're doing now, yeah, the stupid playoff system they're doing now. <laughs> but that, that seems um, that seems like ideal, like eighteen and eighteen. Yeah, I don't think that, you know, I don't think man. they could do more than that. I think that's like an absolute maximum. Yeah, yeah. 30, 36, I could see that. I could see that being absolute cap. Like, um, because I'm just trying to think, I mean, and this kind of leads to the next section is like if you see it going in a 36, what cities do you have? What and then like what cities do you think are like absolutely next in line? I could start I mean, here, I, like to me, next in line, hundred percent, it's gotta be 
I think they're just trying to figure things out is the Vegas thing. And honestly, I would not be surprised one bit. And like, this is my inkling. And we kind of talked about a few podcasts ago. I think this Vegas team is somehow linked to like Messi in one way or the other to try to get him here. It's like, hey, kind of doing the Beckham thing. It's like, hey, you come here. Now seeing the expansion fees to now get a team is now surpassing over $500 million to get a team in this league because of the, me personally, I think the valuations of these teams are way too high. I don't think any MLS team is worth a billion dollars. They're saying LAFC is close to it. I mean, I think there's just a lot of speculation and like yeah. overhype because they obviously they're predicting that soccer is going to grow in this country and so on and so forth. But I mean, I think a lot of these teams are kind of overvalued. Um, 500 million is a shit ton. Um, and I think that, and then if whatever teams comes next, it's going to be higher than that. So yeah. I think somehow that's going to be in the play, just like they did for Beckham thing. They're doing for Messi. Beckham went to like, he had a five, what, $15 million buy option to purchase a franchise, pick Miami. Yeah. The, well, that was the definitely part automatic, of the, uh, the yeah, you know, the team to get automatically. To the MLS, but yeah. And then what is Inter Miami valued at now? Like 500 million. Oh, yeah. Owns, yeah. It's, it's automatic. about yeah. 20. He owns about 20% of that. So now, boom, he made, he's now has over $100 million in assets in Inter Miami. You could say they could potentially do something like that for Messi. Um, for the next cities, I know there's talks about obviously once you put Vegas, you're gonna have to throw in another East Coast team. I'd talks say about like, Tampa. Yeah, I know I'd say like Tampa. Both, so if we say both we like Carolina we do, teams. So I was gonna say if we do 36, San Diego is 30. What do you what cities do you guys think are the next six? You have to do three west, three east. I don't think Tampa Bay is a terrible option. Um I know they already the have talks. very Former they have MLS good support. Team. Yeah, they have very good support with uh, the Rowdies. They they do, you know. People go out to a, see the games. The Tampa Bay Mutiny, remember that? That fell through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's harder on the East Coast to. Ooh, I feel like we nailed a lot of cities, right? Yeah, I, like I potentially a, a Tampa Bay, maybe a Baltimore. Detroit. I forgot about Baltimore. Uh, yeah, Detroit. Detroit. Those might be other than three. that. Those are the yeah. That, other than that, I can't think of any other cities. Yeah, hey, I'll if I was to switch cities. out. If I, or, was I mean, switch out Baltimore, I could I could see switching out Baltimore with uh, either Indianapolis or a um, Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. A part of me, like, and the thing is, I think Detroit eventually is going to be one because they have such big support for their USL club over there. And so does San Diego. And I know a lot of people are upset that the San Diego loyal is now going to be kind of like pushed to the side and is going to pretty much collapse due to this new acquisition of MLS. Um, I mean, Landon Donovan owned part of that team. He is currently the coach of that team. Um, so it's kind of sucks that, to know that. That team might go under the same reason, same way like how the former Atlanta Silverbacks in the NASL went under because Atlanta United came in. So unless San Diego Loyal can somehow stay afloat like through money laundering like the Miami FC does, (laughs) (laughs) which I swear Miami FC is a front, um, it could be potential. I mean, like again, Southern California is a huge market, but... I mean, top four, one of those cities are going to get left out. I have my guess. I think Baltimore is going to get left out because 
<clears throat> you're so close to um, Philadelphia and DC. So you're probably going to look at it, Indiana. I think Detroit is a shoe in and so is up uh, Tampa. I think you're really going to be battling over between Indiana and um, Pittsburgh. And then as for the West, I mean, Sacramento at one point was announced as of the next expansion mm. club, but then that bid got pulled out. That's They're still going to go ahead and build a stadium for the USL club. They're going to build like a whole district with a stadium. So I think Sacramento, you can't absolutely rule out. Um, Man, I mean, Phoenix is for sure one. And then what would be a final yeah, spot? I'd say like Portland. Portland, really? Portland or, or another candidate. Tyler, think about it. Portland, think about it. Oh yeah, yeah, the Timbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I totally, I totally like spaced out for a second. My bad. But yeah, no, I'm just thinking of like um, or like, or and I don't know if. I don't know if they want to. I, I guess, man, do you really want to throw another California team in there? But yeah, I was going to no, say, you got to look at a San Francisco. I mean, you have San Jose. The only problem with San Francisco is where do you put that stadium? Yeah, that's so you tight know, for yeah. land. Uh, it's so expensive. <laughs> Alcatraz. <laughs> Alcatraz. <laughs> um, but I think Phoenix for sure is one. Sacramento, man, I think they're eventually going to get one. And then as for a third one, I mean, there's only so many Western cities. Hawaii. I think the the last one left. <laughs> Hawaii. The last Nobody one left is <laughs> the last one left is really like San Francisco, but like the only my only I see San Francisco having major stadium problem. I'm like, look, the fucking 49ers had to put their stadium in literally San Jose in a whole other metropolitan area. Something something <laughs> would want to tell me Utah, but I feel like there's not shit out there because even the Jazz. Tyler, think about it. Tyler, think about it. Oh yeah, shit. Damn. Like <laughs> that. No, but I'm saying like it's hard. It's hard because it's like there's so many teams, and then it's like you really think about it, and it's, it's yeah, really California. Our point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, if you're gonna add three, if you're gonna go to 36, the next three to be have to be Phoenix. It's, it's a given. Like that's not there. It's got to be. Um, oh my god, Sacramento, and then if they can figure out a way to either maybe like an Oakland or a San Francisco. Yeah, I think they. I think they want another team up there. It's just the problem is the the, the land issue. But yeah, my defense too, Real Salt Lake is dog shit. So I totally <laughs> forgot. Okay, it's a yeah. classic team, man. Classic. <laughs> I don't know. Is there any other sleepers you guys think? Of? I mean, maybe a four team. I don't know that. Yeah, you know, maybe. Memphis. I don't know how. I don't know how much the fan base would want it. You would think it'd be cool. Uh, Memphis, they would. They would like it in Memphis for sure. I think um, Indiana would really thrive for some reason. I know for sure of, Detroit, Detroit uh, and Tampa. And cities like and, yeah. Because the Rowdies have good support for USL. They really and do. The Detroit, so what I is think, it, the USL team in Detroit? The Detroit City, I think? I don't know, but I know that he has one. The, yeah, Detroit the, the City. Indy 11 yeah. or whatever it is. And then Indy 11 has good support. Yeah, like I could really yeah, see they, those, those three. But... Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. We will see. Man, do you guys think you'll hit that? I mean, how many more teams are we going to see by 2030? Like, it's I, gonna be hope, 2025. I hope they don't go past 34. 34 and more than 34, and, you, and I start to get mad, honestly. Yeah. Like, we can't even, like, <laughs> it's just too to much. Angry. 
I think like I think thirty unless they unless they do some sort of like I said splitting of the things like I don't which I don't see happening. I mean, shit. I if, in our podcast last week for um regular real fans podcast, we talked about like uh NFL going international and like potentially going to forty teams by adding two divisions in Europe or adding a whole division. So, uh, I think they're going to yeah. get to thirty two and they're going to wait a minute, wait a moment and see what happens. They're going to see like what the NFL does. I would imagine because Don Garber's an NFL guy. At the end of the day, I think he's going to replicate whatever they do and try to try to see who's going. But anyways, let's talk about some actual footy. Uh, let's break down the table right here. Um, so any big upsets that you guys saw this weekend, and like, I feel like now we're getting to a point where the table is starting to kind of like shape itself at least on the Western conference um, about kind of, we're trying to figure out like who's who um, let me pull up the table right here. Okay. Here we go. So this is the Eastern conference. we got Cincinnati and first new England, Nashville, Atlanta, Columbus, Philly, Charlotte, DC, New York, Orlando city, Miami, Montreal, Chicago, New York Red Bulls and Toronto. So as you can see here, pretty much from five to fifteen is a five-point difference. And you can argue that from you can argue from five to fifteen or even four to fifteen are not good teams. Yeah. You know, they haven't been particularly good. Beatable teams. Absolutely. I mean, any of these teams, I mean Montreal's had a bit of a resurgence, but you know you got to look at the teams below them, and you're just and you're just thinking, yeah, they could get some points. You know, the lowest team in the table with 13 points, you know, that's not nothing. But um, but it's just it's just interesting. You know, it it, it seems that Cincinnati are the only ones who uh, have no trouble at this point. New England are a good side as well, think, but beatable. Um, I don't even Nashville's think Cincinnati's a good side. That great either. They've just been—they've no. been consistent. They haven't been flashy. They haven't been, uh, oh my God! Like, look at this team. You have to watch Cincinnati. But they're getting the results. They're very much getting those points on the board where it counts. Uh, they've been good at, at home. New England are the same. They've been good at home. Uh, they are beatable. Both these teams are. Uh, you know, but the Western Conference, I'd say, is much closer. There's a lot of bad teams there too. So that's kind of what it's like. Is there are a few good teams, but then there's a bunch of teams where it's like on their day they're good, uh, but it's I a think, lot of inconsistency, a lot of wishy-washy. I mean, you look at uh, from I mean, look at all these four. Look, yeah, six, like from four, six three, place, five, three, yeah, four, like from if you look at like you know Atlanta United six wins three draws four losses five three four you're right and then you get to Charlotte and DC four four five four four five four 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 five oh seven I mean it's very 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 weird uh to see that but that's just how it is you know when you have the table like this and all these teams uh who aren't particularly great um you're going to have a table like this and it is starting to shape itself. And we're going to see a lot of flip-flopping because like we say, um, you know, we were talking about this the other day, inter Miami, you know, after a win, we're fifth place. Then they lose to Nashville back down to 11th. So it's very (laughs) game by game. 
Yeah, the table. Is I mean, still this shit is it's gonna, so there's gonna be tight. a lot of flip flopping, and I think that the top three are gonna pretty much stay in playoff contention. But other than that, I think you're gonna see a lot of change. A lot. I'm not even. I don't even have faith in, faith in the top three because you have New England, who lost one of their star wingers slash strikers, and they're a very beatable team. Um, Cincinnati sold Brenner over to Syria Udinese. And then potentially Cincinnati's probably going to sell Brandon Vasquez again. So you're going to lose two of your top strikers that came into the league to help you start off with a strong start. The only team that's probably going to remain consistent and maybe even get better is going to be Nashville, in my opinion, because I don't see them losing anybody. And if anything, in the summer, they're probably going to sign a big striker to pair with Hani. Um, Atlanta's probably going to get worse because most more than likely Almada's going to be gone. Columbus, I think, is going to sneak up there. I think Columbus has the potential to go on some runs. Philly yeah, has been really underwhelming. Um, but I, I, I could see a couple of those. Like, I could see Cincinnati fall out of the top three. I think potentially New England could stay up there. But I don't know, man. This table's all over the place. And then again, in MLS, if you win like four straight, you're like, you, you move up there. And I think the East has been like this for the past couple of years where it's just been so crazy tight. It's like, there's been MLS has so much parody, especially in the East. It's just like, man, it's like, everybody's just back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, I don't even know if like all these teams are bad. It's just like, everything's just so even yeah. that it's like, a lot, fuck, of, draw, it's, a lot it's, of draws and shit too. It's just tough. And then let's switch over to the Western conference. And to me, I feel like the Western conference is a little bit more set. In my opinion, I think we kind of know like, Who's who? Like, obviously, we know the big three, Seattle, LAFC, and FC Dallas. I think it's pretty much going to stay like that, except I think LAFC is going to eventually hop over Seattle because they're two games uh, in hand. Um, San Jose has been a big surprise for me. I've been noticing that as of of recently. They've been actually putting up a ton of points. They got a nine-goal differential. Um, Abobasi, and he's been playing super well. Like, that team as a whole has been – playing really uh surprisingly good uh like football um my bad at there let me apologize back when when i said san jose's dog shit to the two fans out there i apologize <laughs> <San> <laughs> no, Jose, they actually, actually they, they have been playing really well lately i will say don't get me wrong i haven't watched a lot of san jose i mean the what i see from like mls 360 but like and like highlights and stuff but they've been playing solid they've been winning and getting tough results st louis i think has come back down to earth but I still think they're going to be. I mean, they're still right in there. Big contention. Yeah, I still yeah, think they're, they're going to be right in the playoffs. There. They're just not going to be. Plenty of, there's plenty of bad teams fighting been, they, for a home spot. They've also had they're some be, tough games recently. I think that. Um, and there's still two games in hand for them too. Yeah, I think they've they've had some tough games. There's plenty of people in their conference that they can beat up on once they get the chance. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I think that's that I four wanna, is. It's yeah, kind of I, like I those agree, guys are getting home field. One thing is you can argue that the bottom teams in the Western Conference are worse than the bottom teams in the Eastern Conference. For sure. I oh, mean, yeah, like Colorado and Sporting KC. Yeah, I think they'd be bottom if they were in the Yeah, they'd be bottom if they were in the East, I think. Uh, um, how can I forget? Beloved, how how can you forget? You know they've uh, they've kind and, it, and it's so, they're so and it's far surprising. Low, it you know they're it. they're gonna they're gonna overtake. You know they just they did come off of a uh, they lost the to Columbus, but they also, LA Galaxy. 
Yeah, so LA Galaxy, they lost to Columbus Crew um, away, but they beat San Jose at home 2-1. If you look at their recent games, uh, they're playing better. Yeah, you wouldn't think they're 14th. It's just their start was so bad that that's where they're at right now. Um, Yeah, LAG is getting healthier. They're getting healthier. I don't think they're going to be, you know, (laughs) making any headlines in the West, at least anytime soon. But there's it's they're the odd man out in the in the bottom there. Well, I mean, bro, stay there for long. I will say I will say though with LAG, points, I, they're only five points off of fucking Houston, which is still well, exactly yeah exactly. That's well, what I'm and, and that's what I was be, gonna say. They'll be okay. I think LA. I think LAG's. I don't. They're gonna to me. They're a team that fight that's gonna be fighting for the plan. I think at the end of the day, Colorado and Sporting KC are a worse team. Like you said, like LA, LA Galaxy were just start off so strong. I think they're getting healthier. Um, at the end of the day, like when you have that combination of Ricky Pooch and Chicharito, I think that's a good enough squad to where they can fight for a play play in. I think they're missing like other pieces, of course, and they lack depth big time. And then with no summer transfer window due to um, uh, suspension and like bad financial play. Um, that's going to keep them behind, but I think they will continuously fight for that like play in spot. Um, the biggest, but yeah, I think we know. I, th- I know. Awesome. I think we know who the yeah. top four is, and we know the bottom two. But I really think from like from like Real Salt Lake up to San Jose, I think it's going to be a battle. Like honestly, like um, Austin was. It's been like. We've been the kind of the surprise of the season yeah, where it's they're like the they're, we don't know why they're so bad. Yeah. Um, but then again, maybe they turn it around halfway through the season. Maybe they make a big summer signing. Um, who knows? I, I still have faith in Austin. I have in when it comes to Austin, I think as long as they can get into the dance past like in that top seven, at the end of the day, they have too much talent on that team to like be taken lightly. And like I said, with the way the playoff system is with so many teams getting in. If they get in it, it's like anybody's game. But yeah, I think we all kind of know like that top three, top four, like it's all kind of set. But then even though the points don't really say it is, but we kind of know. Um, but yeah, I mean, who do, who do you guys have like who are bottom now that jump up, that can jump up? Or who, who do you think as a thing stands right now, like no matter what, they're moving up? Moving up well besides la i you know you you could definitely see austin turning it around i mean like i said we've been you know they've been surprising they just came off of a pretty big win against uh seattle at seattle um so you know i'd have to think that you know they they're a good bet to move up, especially with it being so close. Tyler, who you got? Um, I'd say Austin for sure, because yeah, like I said, that's my biggest shock of like both. You think they're gonna bounce, bounce up? Yeah, I think they still bounce back. Like they, they're definitely better than Vancouver and definitely better than Houston for sure, and probably even Minnesota. Um. Salt Lake, I feel like Salt Lake's better than Vancouver too, to be honest with you. So I feel like Salt Lake will kind of be like fluctuating between like eighth. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I'm with you exactly. Like 
Salt Lake, I think, hasn't missed a playoffs in like I don't even know, like eight years or something like that. They're always a tea scrappy team that always finds a way to get in. I think I think Salt Lake finds a way to get in. They move up. Yeah. Um, I think Vancouver's gonna going to fall. They've been kind of like just barely hanging in there, but I think they're going to be on the outside looking in. And then to me, there's just no way Austin doesn't get in. And yeah. as for Houston, I think Houston without Hector Herrera, they're just not a good team. They, yeah, they went at home, but they're just they're not a good team. And I think they're going to get knocked out. I see Austin. I'm with you with the Austin Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I think L.A. Galaxy. I want to say I think, I think they don't make it. I think they're I think they're not going to make it. Yeah, they're I, start, I, wanna, I, I think we'll toss them in the end, but they'll move up, and I yeah. think they'll they might go in and out in yeah, the table. Like, I feel like they will. Be I think that they're just yeah. They're, I think their bad start was so bad that I think it's going to hurt them in the long run. You know how how close it always is between playoff spots, as we're seeing already. So yeah, but anyways, let's move on. So also. This past week in MLS, they announced MLSPA announced the salaries, uh, the salaries, teams who are spending the most and the highest paid players. But before now, I don't pull click it on up, it, don't click on it. Okay, who, who do you Joe think? Who do you more. think? Okay, so I most. already know. Gonna... So you and Tyler can go. Oh, come on. I, I know, I know, I know the answers. Just I like without even pulling it up. I know the top two. Okay, let Tyler go then. <laughs> Like it's it's obvious who the top two are. So like the highest paid players in MLS. Yes, yes. Not players. Let's, well, we'll start off with teams. I'm gonna pull up the teams. The well, I teams. I'm going. I'm going. Top. I'm going players because I know the players. Okay. I don't know the teams. So I'm not top going three that. teams. Top three teams with the highest salaries as we stand right now. Both of you guys pick. Toronto. What's LAFC. your other two? What's your top three? Give us your top three. So Toronto, you have LAFC. You have, LAFC. Oh, you have Toronto as your first. Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, are we doing it in, in order from highest? No, it doesn't. Yeah, one. Just order. do one to three. Just do one to three. Okay. Like who you think's first, second, and third? I'm gonna say Toronto or LA. Toronto. I I know it's Toronto for sure. I want to say Toronto. Toronto. It'll make sense when the you Galaxy. Because they always spend a lot, even though they suck. Toronto, the Galaxy, and I don't know. I'm just going to say um, DC. I'm gonna say you were pretty close. Go. Toronto, LA. Which LA? LA what? Galaxy. Okay. Um. Damn, mm, that third one's kind of hard. Yeah, it is. Because mm. it's probably close between a bunch. I'm going to say, surprisingly, Philly. I don't know why, but something wants to say. What? Philly's yeah, always one, one of the lowest spelling. <laughs> Here it is. Boom. Toronto, LA, and I said DC. I wanted to say Atlanta. So close. Shit. See, I'm telling you. I know. At least I know the top. But so okay. So you, 
Oh man, that's pretty cool. All right. I wanted to but say I know the top two players. Them I know though. the top two players. So do you want to give a guess on those on the top two? So I think it's pretty I, obvious. Here's what you know the top me. two, uh, Julian. Yes, but here before we get into that, here's yeah. what's surprising when it comes to the team aspect. I knew Toronto and LA like off rip. Um, Atlanta makes sense now that I see it. Yeah, the same. amount of money they put into. I was Luke thinking Sarajo, them too, but I just the, didn't the know. Greek, the Greek I was freak, thinking, the Greek I was guy, thinking besides and, DC, um, I was thinking Atlanta Amara. or Austin and or Chicago, but I just didn't think it was enough. Right, so, so that's funny to see them there. DC is a big shock to me. I did not it's expect a shock, DC. but then I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, I think they're overpaying wait, who's for making so much. Who's making Benteke. so much money? In Benteke, yeah. Because uh, I'm like, I'm yeah. so, like, I'm like, man, who's like, how, who the hell's DC spending all this money on? Yeah. Yeah, Austin makes sense, but um, and so does Chicago. Um, yeah, Chicago. Atlanta, well. like Atlanta's one of those you forget, but then when you think about yeah, Almada, yeah, yeah. Arujo, uh, sure. what's that guy? That's a Greek dude's name. I'm trying to I blank. I forget. Um, he's making a lot of money. So those, and then you can see here in yellow is how the salaries divvied up. Um, so you have Toronto with um. Most of their salary obviously going to their DPs. Mo- uh, this is yeah, pretty much for everybody. It shows the discrepancy in like oh, all absolutely. Yeah. And like Miami, to- <laughs> Miami, Miami is right so here. Miami oh, actually makes stations. sense. It makes sense because if you remember, I mean, this season, all their moves, they've been opening up caps, so they have money to sign. You know, and a Messi if they want to, you, they have the money. You know they're doing they- it. You know who we're still paying over a million dollars and isn't even playing? Uh, Gonzalez Perez. Yep, LGP. That man is Fuck making like over a million bucks. And if you, like, I remember, yeah. Fucking A. I hope they're paying Look, this for is some his, of that. This is his final year on loan. So I remember yeah, he had like yeah. a two year loan. Um, Pizzato, obviously, making a shit ton. Yeah, um, he is. But, um, but let's see real quick. Tyler, do you know uh, the top two? The top two, okay, top two makers in the league. Um, it's easier than you think. Don't think too hard. It's very... Insigne and Ricky Pooj. Mm. No, well, you got one of them. You want to give no. another guess? Ricky Pooch isn't even close. He's not. No. Yeah, he's not close. So I, got, I don't even so think I he's a Insigne was he correct. No, Insigne is wrong. Insigne is fifth. Which one did I get right? Ricky Pooch? No, he's not. Seeing a, I'm looking at right now on the athletic, just dropped yesterday. As of. Sinye had of a high. April, what, what website are you on? I'm on the athletic. Oh, you're on the. I'm on MLSplayersassociation.org. They have like Is a table here. It says as of April 30th, 2023. Yeah, mine. mine it says source right here. It says as of. It says well, MLS players. So we're all short. It's it said all right. Well, it says on the MLSPA.org that it's Insigne has uh, the highest base salary, followed by okay, Shakiri. Let me let me guess from that. Um, so so Insigne and I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at then. Um. Well, Julian, who's your guess off of off of Adam's source? I mean, I'm Insigne. looking at it. I'm I'm looking, looking at, at it. it. Yeah. Oh. So, because I'm on the athletic and it's a source, MLS Players Association, all salary data as of April 30th, 2023. Is it guaranteed compensation? Well, it doesn't really matter. I sort it, I sort it either way and it still pops up the same top two. So, in Sydney, I'm looking at, I guess, 
Oh, wait a second. It isn't sorted correctly, even though Insigne is still second on my... Um, yeah, that's why I like MLSPA, because you can sort it. You can click, like, base salary and let go, sort. Let me go to that, because... So, I'll just say it. So, Insigne was correct, but second place was Shakiri. Oh, I forgot about Shakiri. Yeah, yeah, Shakiri. So Shakiri has the most guaranteed with eight point one five three million. Can you share your screen? I yes, forgot that. Can't share. that that makes sense though, honestly. Wow, uh, I would have never, I would have never guessed that to be honest. Does it work? But... Okay, I'm sharing. There we go. Yeah. So you could see, uh, yeah, I could sort guaranteed compensation or base salary, and as yeah. you can see. Insigne has a higher salary than Shakiri, but Shakiri's compensation guaranteed is higher. So, and I can search for any player you want to see. So, so that that's that's why Shakiri is coming up first for me. Is I was looking at guaranteed compensation. Yeah, but but he should come up second anyway because look, if you do this, it's funny. I see Chicharito in there. Something something wanted me Chicharito to say Chicharito. Yes, Chicharito. But, yeah. but you want to yeah. you want to go based so off guaranteed compensation because it's outside. Yeah. So let's look at this top ten. Uh, I know Joseph's. We got Shakiri and so. who, Who's living up? Who's living up to their prices? Let's go. Well, it's uh, it's funny because Toronto are doing so badly, but you know, it's it's. I think it's because of everything else. I actually think Insigne and Bernadeschi have been very good. Obviously, so, Chicharito is carrying LA. Chicharito is carrying LA. Yeah, Douglas so he, definitely isn't worth no three mil. I'll tell you that. For right UC, now. I mean, this year's been a, <laughs> been a rough run. Hector Herrera has been great for Houston. Maybe Douglas Costa at Bayern. I, I say, uh, I will Douglas say this: Costa's not been good. Shakiri has a terrible team around him, but he hasn't looked bad. Is he worth yeah, he how much he's paying? I don't. I think he's a little over. I think he is overpaid, but he's been solid. I don't think he's like out of this world. Insigne has been bad. Insigne has not been good. Bernadeschi. Has been a monster though. Yeah, Bernadeschi's I mean, good. But that's saying Insigne Bern- hasn't been that good, but I don't think like I think it's part. Even looking in the last team. year, he I'd hasn't say, been that I'd good. I'd say value-wise, that is Joseph or Bernadeschi that that are on performance-wise, like for what they're making. Yeah, because Luis Arujo was has been an, a bust for uh, yeah. actually. Yeah. Breaking news! I just saw this. I forgot to mention it. Um, he actually just got tr- sent to Flamenco just now. Oh really? Yeah, because he was riding the bench in Atlanta. He's been he has not been performing at all. He was a huge transfer signing as well. On loan or permanent? Um, I don't know if it was on loan. I literally just saw it though. <laughs> Jerusi, I didn't know was making that much. Um, but yeah, to me, Bernadeschi, he's been he's been all worth it. He's been so good, even though the team sucks around him. He still is just so dangerous. Has been Harry Neville is the low. Oh, oh you're seeing <laughs> yeah, he's. He's the lowest paid on our team. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Chicharito's carrying that team. Rodolfo Pisado obviously has been dog shit. He's been really bad. Hasn't been good at all. Um, man, that really hurts to still see Leandro gonzalez Perez making so much fucking money. And then us. these two who probably aren't going to play for us for the rest of the season. Okay, so here's a little confusing to me. I thought Campana was a DP. No, no, I, I think I think we were in talks to have him, but I think, I think he, we got him from Wolverhampton. I think, yeah, I think I think he's I think we got him on what was it Tam or some shit. I don't think it was a DP. Yeah, I don't think so. It was a young DP. I thought we got him as a young DP. 
I swear, man. I thought we had him like as a young DP. Oh shit, we lost Tyler. Oh yeah, I thought oh. I thought we had him as a young DP. I thought he was making way more money than that. But um, Tyler's back. Yeah, so so it's interesting to see. You no, know, it's it's always fun to talk about player salaries. We could probably look through this shit all day. Any other players that we want to uh, look at before? Uh, Benteke has not lived up i feel like no definitely not for the price tag i mean i think he's a good player in the league but carlos carlos hill i mean carlos gill is hill hey i cannot say carlos gill is worth every penny that motherfucker is so good he is so and so is lucas delarion it's funny to see him next to pizarro because you think damn we could have a heel (laughs) for just an extra 250k (laughs) i'll take that any day of the week um, oh man, yeah, that guy, him and Zeller are also good players. Uh, Mukhtar making under three mil per year. Altador. Oh my God, how is Altador making that much money? That's a crime. That is an absolute crime against humanity, right there. He's now not Tam, though. Fucking a. Now, now I gotta look up. Oh, uh, oh man, I wish Tyler could see this. He, no, no, I, I, die. How is it? How is this man making six hundred k? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave and rejoin. So hold on, give me two seconds. Okay. Yeah, Josie so we can Altidore talk about this. Fucking hilarious. But anyways, Bradley, we should move on. But yeah. No, yeah. Like I said, we can talk about this all day. It's always very fun to look at. So, but I think we said everything that needs to be said. We talked about the top two players, players overperforming, players underperforming, some interesting uh facts of the salary. Always cool yes. to look at. Um so yeah, let's move on to our picks and predictions. All right, we got hi, Tyler hi, back here. Hi, dog. Too. You're all good. Computer picks, <laughs> the favorite time of the week. All right, picks and predictions. Here we go, boys. Let's go into it. Let's try to knock this out quickly because we kind of went a little over talking all about right, Tyler, you, Tyler, are you going to write it down this time? What was hilarious, though? The Who was making 600 Oh, oh no, Bradley. Uh, Josie uh, Altidore uh, is making Bradley. Oh, Altidore is making the- two mil. And uh, Bradley's <laughs> making 600k, and I said that's a crime. Against- I said that over there. Bro. Yeah, I said Josie Altidore making two million is a crime against humanity. Jo- jo- Josie's on Tam, I'm pretty sure though. They should. They <laughs> should. On- honest to God, that the GM of that team needs to be tried in the Nuremberg trials. All right, but I- yeah, I'll write it down. I'm ready. Whenever. Yep. So. All, right. All right. Pull these motherfuckers up. Here we go, boys. Oh, there we go. First game of the week, DC United versus LA Galaxy. DC plus 100, LA Galaxy plus 230 with the draw being a plus 250. Who do you guys got? I'm going LA Galaxy away. I think they're going to bounce back. I like that plus 230. I'm going to go draw for this one. Interesting. I think at home, you know, with LA Galaxy, I don't think they're that great i think they're gonna move up but i don't know dc they're gonna try and defend um i got la galaxy too they've been they've been playing pretty solid past past few weeks i'll give them benefit of the doubt all right next game charlotte fc versus nashville sc charlotte plus 140 nashville plus 165 with the draw being a plus 230 give me nashville they're just a better team there's not much to all it. day. Yeah, I got Nash in this one too. All right. FC Cincinnati versus Columbus Crew. Ooh, this is a really good game. Potential game of the week. FC Cincinnati minus 115. Columbus Crew plus 270 with the draw being a plus 260. 
I'll go for. I'm gonna go draw. I'm play. I gotta. I gotta take Cincinnati. Like I said earlier, they've been very consistent. They're just getting the points where it, where it matters, and I think at home they'll have the advantage. I'm going draw here as well. Uh, I'll, I think uh, it's gonna line up perfectly for a draw. Yeah. All right. Now we got the Sunshine Classic, the Sun Passico, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it is Inner Miami versus Orlando City. Inner Miami plus 120, Orlando plus 190 with the draw being a plus 230. Is this even a question? Get the fuck out of here. Give me Inner all, all day, day three, every day, nothing. no matter what. Three nothing. I like it. I like it. I like Look, that. Let's go, no, Miami. We're going, we're going I ain't picking, nothing, I ain't picking Orlando <laughs> coming home. Coming <laughs> to our home. That Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. That that's what we like to ass Mickey Mouse Club. Don't no, but in all seriousness, um, Inter Miami is just a strong home team. And I and think. I, yeah, Orlando very wishy washy. I think uh, giving up that goal late to NYC FC. And Orlando was, can't score. Mm-hmm. They just they can't score, and I think we've been pretty uh, defensively stout uh, past couple weeks. And Phil yeah. Neville's going to play that transition, low block style ball that I think is just going to work well. And we got Joseph and Campana clicking again. So yeah, yeah, fuck that Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> All right, New York Red Bulls versus Montreal. Minus one forty-five for the New York Red Bulls. Montreal plus three seventy with the draw being a plus two forty. So, ah, man, I think the odds are not giving Montreal enough credit. Um, I'm gonna go draw here. I think Montreal is yeah. gonna get their first draw. I, I don't agree. think New York's that great. They're pressing. They're classic uh, pressing that the New York Red Bulls have done. They just, I don't know. There's. I'm actually. You I know, know what? Montreal's I, I, actually not playing. Montreal's kind. I don't want to say they've turned it around, but they. With their acquisitions, they, though, they they have looked. They've slight, yeah, yeah. They have turned it around a little bit. They look a little yeah, bit I'll, more I'll competitive. I think a draw is a good pick. I think they've looked more competitive since Duke and Laster got there, having those guys in their natural positions. I thought Laster has been playing really well for Montreal, from what I've seen. Duke's looked all right. He's looked decent. Um, so I think it's just going to end up with a draw. Yeah, I'm going draw too. All right, I think we've all on board. We need to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> all right, here's a good game as well. Top of the East battle, Philadelphia Union versus the New England Revolution. I said that fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> Philly minus 110. New England plus 250. Draw plus 250. I like Philly at home. I'm going to go with Philly at home. Yeah, I like Philly at home as well. I think New England away, you know, that's it's like I said, they're even losing to Inter Miami is not a good sign. I, I do think they're a good team, but Philadelphia's look stronger as of late. I'm gonna take the upset. <clears throat> New England, all right. Chicago Fire FC versus Atlanta United FC. Chicago Fire plus one two five. Atlanta FC plus 185 with the draw being a plus 240. I like Man. a draw on this one. Um, I actually like the draw here. Yeah, I think the yeah. the odds are not bad. I, I like the draw here of Chicago at home. And I could just see it happening after Atlanta scoring four goals and then having some shitty 0 0. Yeah, that, that's what happens to Atlanta, man. They'll win yeah. like crazy. That's why, yeah, that's Did why you guys I was see about that. off topic a little bit? Did you see that free kick by Almada? It was insane. Yeah. Oh my god. That's that what you can get with that man. Messi 2.0. I'm taking I'm taking ATL. 
All right. All right. He's got ATL. All right. Austin FC versus Toronto FC. Austin minus 110. Toronto plus 260 with a draw being plus 250. Toronto still dealing with a ton of injuries. I think Bob Bradley's on the hot seat. Oh, very um, much. He should have been on like the hot seat not, three years ago. With all this bump. money put into this team. <laughs> with all this stealing money a living. Into, I mean, he was on the hot seat for LAFC, and then Toronto picked him up. Which um, is fucking retarded. I'll <laughs> say it every day of the week. He's a terrible coach. Toronto will not be successful until they get rid of him. Hey, he's playing his Bradley's are a curse. Outside of, outside of Bernadeschi, like... Like I said, Insigne has been nothing to praise about, but it seems like the only guy that can actually play soccer on that team is Bernadeschi. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they they got freaking MMA Abika starting up and, again, and the they got Abika starting in defensive whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, center whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I think I, Austin I think, are turning uh, around. I think Austin will take this one. Yeah, I think uh, that win against Seattle is gonna. That's a big win away them. at Seattle. I think coming home, this is uh, their match to lose. I got Austin. All right. We all got Austin. All right. FC Dallas, the classic. This is the original Texas Derby. FC Dallas (laughs) versus Houston Dynamo. Uh, Dallas plus, I mean, minus 140. Houston plus 320 with the draw being a plus 260. Give me Dallas. They're just the better team. Houston away has not been good. good Yeah. I got to take Dallas too. I mean, I. I could see this game being a draw, and I kind of want to pick draw, but for a game like this, this classic, I feel like it's just lame to pick draw, so I'm going to go Dallas. Give me the fucking Cowboys, man. I'm going fucking <laughs> FC Dallas at home. Put that Cowboy hat on, the man of the match. <laughs> All right. This is the game none of us will be watching. Colorado <laughs> Rapids versus Real Salt Lake. I'm sorry for all those fans out there. Colorado Rapids versus Real Salt Lake. Colorado minus 115. Real Salt Lake plus 250 with the draw being a plus 260. I'll Man. take a draw for this um, snooze fest. Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking I'm not taking those fucking those at home odds for Colorado, man. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> You're not that great almost, at home. I don't care if they're I mean, playing they a mile. LAFC? At home, that's true. I mean, I did make that. I did make that. Was a fluke. Playing, playing in that like <laughs> oxygen and atmosphere and shit, like high up. You know, it's it all. That's the only advantage they have. If they yeah. didn't have that, they'd have zero points. I'm gonna go draw here as well. I almost want to root for Real Salt Lake, but I'm gonna go draw here. Yeah, I got. I got draw. All right, we all got draw. Okay, cool. Yep. And like I mentioned Saint, earlier, it's St. Louis finally getting to host some doorstops. This, this could be, hold up, this could be the, the next future uh, rivalry. I don't know, like the Minnesota Derby, or no, Minnesota, Missouri Derby. I don't know, like got two uh, two teams in yeah, the same yeah, state. Yeah. This could be a, a new thing that brews, who knows? Definitely, uh, I think that's the intention with all the rivalries going yeah. on this weekend. Let's, let's but uh, like I said, I think St. Louis are going to turn it around. They've been they've been hit with the dose of reality, but I think it's going to mm-hmm. come back to them because they are hosting a couple doormats in the in and, their Western Conference, and Kansas and City is one of them. At home. Kansas at City home has had no like actual local rival ever, so this is going to be like their closest team they've ever like so let's actually give the odds out so st louis versus sporting kc uh st louis minus 130 Sporting kc plus 280 with the draw being a plus 270 
St. Louis at home. This isn't even close, but we might see a good away turnout. I would, I would hope. I, I would like to see a little, little like good interstate rivalry happen. That'd be nice. Even though Sporting Kansas City technically plays in Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri, but yeah, nonetheless, it's just, still the it's same just a shit. short drive away to the other side. <laughs> it's like twenty minutes away. So. It works. It's so funny, man. Like I couldn't even imagine being like, oh yeah, I live in Kansas City. It's like, oh, which one? It's like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think we all got St. Louis here. Easy pick. But yep. let's go to the next one: Portland Timbers versus Minnesota United. I think this could be a sleeper good game, especially the ten thirty window. Um, Portland minus one ten, Minnesota plus two sixty, with the draw being a plus two fifty. I do think I'm gonna take Portland at home. I think Portland is starting to kind of click a little bit. I, um, I like I like Portland at home. I will say I think Minnesota scores, but I, I'm going to take Portland 10 out of 10 times still. I'm so. going to take a draw here. I wow. could just see Minnesota I could see that. showing up. I could see that, but I'm still picking Portland. All right. Now we Ooh, got LAFC versus San Jose Earthquakes. LAFC minus 240. San Jose plus 500 with the draw being a plus 340. San Jose, they're on the rise, but they ain't good enough to take on the Kings. And the, At home. the reigning yeah. champs. Uh, yeah, LAFC, I agree. LAFC, boys. these odds are there for a reason. LAFC are very strong at home. Don't bet on this game. If you want to lose money, I'm going to LAFC. <laughs> you know, part of me, I feel the same way. I'm like, I could almost see like a sneaky draw. Like almost. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, last meetup, they met, they met what, two weeks ago? And Levi Stadium and then a Niner Stadium and San Jose won. So... That is potential, but you're now playing in Los Angeles, which is always a tough place to play. But yeah, 100%. I could see a draw, but I'm going to go win, though. I'm a betting man. All right, we got the uh, other part of the Cascadia Cup. Vancouver Whitecaps versus Seattle Sounders. Plus 115 Vancouver, plus 195. Seattle with the draw being at plus 240. I think Seattle gets a... A big uh, road victory here. Yeah, me too. I think they bounced this, back from last this, week. Uh, this is a minor rivalry. This is another one that could be a draw, but for some reason, I just think Seattle want to bounce back. I'm going draw. Right. Fair, you know, fair. I always think it's funny. It's like when people talk about the Cascadia rivalry, they always like throw Vancouver in there. But like, let's be real. Like, it's really Seattle versus Portland is like the real rivalry. But they just like to like kind of like Vancouver's like, we're here. <laughs> we're not too far um any uh oh that was the last game of the week yeah, so yeah those is. are the picks of the week i think we all did pretty bad wednesday uh we didn't we're obviously not going over in the show because but we still we're keeping track no matter what um i think this past wednesday we're recording on thursday yesterday i went only got four wins um, what, how many games was it? It was a four out of nine. I think I went four. Yeah, and nine. yeah, you four Adam nine, went five and eight. Five and eight. Tyler actually pulled it back with two straight eight win weeks. The comeback, comeback season. Yeah, see if can, you can turn it around by the end of the uh season. Meanwhile, I've been ass. My, yeah, my shame. Been you started off hot, though. I did start off super hot. But anyways, let's talk about um, our home country's national team. The U.S. men's national team just got a big, big, brand new shiny toy to add 
to their player pool, and that is Flora, Florin Balagan. Florin Balagan. Florin Balagan. Adam's Florin Arsenal Balligan. man, even though he never Not for uh, long. played for Arsenal. And um, and he'll be yeah, on the way out. Think, what do you guys think of um, this for the U.S. men's national team? I think this pretty much fills a hole that the U.S. men's national team has been trying to fill for a long, a long time, a long time of having a true number nine at playing at a high level, playing in a high competition. Um, but this yeah, is, yeah, this is absolutely a win-win for the U.S. national team and for uh, Balogun. He wasn't going to play for England. It's just a fact. They're too deep. They're too caught up on the hair well, Not only that, but Gareth, Gareth Southgate picks the most weirdos to fucking. Yeah, play yeah. For. He doesn't. He he also likes to pick uh, in the Premier League. So you have to be a fucking the god. Prime bias. You have, to be a, you have to be a god not to be um, or to be called up outside. You know, like Jude Bellingham, who's you know, is pretty much a guarantee he's going to walk into any squad. In but Premier dude, is League, he even so. a god? Though, like, I mean, like, I mean, for his age, well, I don't know. For his age, I mean, he's seen that way. I mean, I don't know if he's as good as people, but the truth is, is yes, he could walk in the pretty much any prem side. Don't get right me wrong, now. I think he can definitely play in the prem, and that's and that's why, saying, like, yeah. So, so it's a win win for Balogun because now, not only, I mean, you think like, oh, but but England's such a, a bigger soccer, you know, organization to play play for, but you have the U.S. hosting the World Cup. You have a lot of exposure to the team. Um, he'll he'll get a lot of um, sponsorships and a lot of exposure and a lot of publicity for playing for the U.S. national team. And he gets to start. You know, he's someone that they need. He gets to walk into the team. He's been playing well in in a top league, so he absolutely deserves to play for a national team. So it makes sense that he would uh he would leave England because that's just a setup that he's not going to get in anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just, he, he wasn't getting any looks over, um, Jamie, Tart. Harry Kane or Jamie <laughs> Tart. And Tony, like there's just, there, there's, there's no way like, it's yeah, just, it's just, you know, it's not happening. It's not happening. Even though he's, he's a even, great player. Even, and like you though, said, like, there, I there guarantee is that they put him in there. They've, if England wanted to play him, they'd be fine. And the thing too, is I, he, he, he could be a death piece, but, he knows going into the U.S. with the rise of the talent that the U.S. is starting to become. I mean, think about this past World Cup. This was the first time in my lifetime or probably ever that I've seen the U.S. not just like bow down to like any team. And they, actually, like, they, they actually like went toe to like <laughs> even though it wasn't great, but like they went toe to toe with England. It wasn't like they just like played a low block and just prayed like they did in 2010 and got the draw against England. Like this was like they actually competed. Yeah. And arguably could have said they could have won that game. Like they look um, like they actually had heart and fucking fuel to like want to win. So. They just have the talent, not even the heart, really. They just look like they just actually had the talent to keep up. And I think adding a guy like Ballion, like you said, it's a it's not like he's coming to like the US where it's just like there, he has no chance. He's gonna be like surrounded by scrubs. He's actually going to a really solid team on the world stage. I think U.S. currently, well, I don't know what U.S. currently ranks, but I think they're a top 10 team in the world, um, I want to say. So he's coming to a top 10 team in the world. And like you said, he wasn't going to get looks in England. Like at the end of the day, like he, everybody ahead of him still has years left. Like Harry Kane's probably going to play in the Euros. They're, they're he's going to play probably another World Cup. Yeah, they're just, they're just too deep. 
And and like Adam was saying, they just they rate Prem. They like super high. They they don't really and like you said, unless your name's Jude Bellingham, like you're just not gonna really get looks at all. Yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of English players stay in the Prem because they know that yeah. bias is in there. Um but they're yeah, 13th, I mean I think they're thirteenth currently. 13th, yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see how things go into this uh Nations League. Um, that's where we're actually going to see the full strength lineup and probably see them because they're not going to pull out their full strength for the gold cup. The gold cup's just kind of turning into a wash competition, but yeah, yeah I mean, USA super young. Um, they still lack depth. I think that USA has a really strong starting 11. It's just their but, like their depth. The depth is yeah. just really falls off. It really falls off. And then you start reaching for MLS players, which just aren't ready yet. And, or you're getting these old wash dudes that shouldn't even be touching the pitch anymore, like Josie Altador and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. The only old guy I want on the team currently is Tim Ream. The dude's been balling. Tim, yeah. um, Tim Ream. <laughs> he, he's been doing good. He's the only old guy on there. But I think he is. I mean, like everybody's in their early 20s. Like, I mean, even Pulisic, which he feels so much older, but the dude's only like 23, which is crazy to see. And man, this summer is going to be a huge transfer window for U.S. Men's National Team fans. I mean, you have potentially like uh, Eunice Musa moving from Valencia. You have Christian Pulisic on the, on the move, most likely, which he should leave Chelsea. Like, staying at Chelsea is just going to ruin his career. Um, and now Balogun. Um, I do want to get your thoughts as an Arsenal fan, Tyler. Like, I'm mean, not Tyler, Adam. Adam. <laughs> Why? So, if he's playing so well... For Rams, and I believe had scored against PSG and had like, I think 15 goals in 20 games or something like that. Like, why isn't Arsenal looking at him? Or was he always just like a, a selling piece? Like, they never um, really looked at him as like a, a piece to keep. I think they wanted to develop him until recently. I think based on where the team's going and also the fact that there's other needs. So they see you know, with his age, you know, getting into the point where he should be starting regularly for a team. I think it's actually a good opportunity for Arsenal to cash in on, on a hot prospect, um, you know, get the money while he's hot because they need to sign another midfielder and um, potentially. And he's just not going to get any starting. Yeah. He's just not going to get as much. So it's like, well, might as well, like we could, we're, you know, right now where Arsenal are asking for around 35 million. I think it's fair. Um, so I think it's good for Arsenal. I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's, as an Arsenal fan, I, they've had experiences of letting go of players and they end up balling out. And that's. And he's definitely a good player, and he deserves to play for a good team. But I don't think Arsenal are worried about that. I think they have uh, people who could play striker. You know, we have the yeah. depth. You know, even I'm when thinking, I'm thinking about it out, we kind of weren't worried about it. We weren't like, eh, do we need Bali? No, it was fine. Like we managed with Enketia and then we got Trossard who could play striker as well. So Arsenal just, they, they see it as it's just more valuable for them to just get the money right now because they know that he's worth it and that people want him. Yeah, so we, we, and it makes sense when you think about it too, because it's like, like you said, like they don't need the position. And right now, Arsenal's entering the Champions League. They really want to fight for that Champions League. They yeah, want to go for the money. run for the title. They're going to want to go for a run for the title next year. So it's like now, 
So now use that 35 mil that you're going to get and just get like a, a power. Yeah, and you got teams and you got teams like Leipzig who are, who are looking at him. So there's, there's suitors out there. Arsenal are going to get paid. Where would you like to see him go as a USA fan? Or where do you think he can um, play and where do you like to see him go? Honestly, well, obviously he could play already in the in the French league. I think the German league would be also good for him. German French league, I think, are two strong options. I, I, I for don't me, think he should go not much to cut further. you off, but for me, Adam, like an ideal place for him, like where they develop a lot of good young talent, Juventus and Dortmund. And Dortmund I can Dortmund, see Juventus. Dortmund, I, I just don't like the Italian league recently. Yeah, no, um, I get you. I get you. But, but, but you know, Germany, like, I think there's plenty. Of, I think he would actually be very good. But in Dortmund has developed some fucking ballers in there. You know, yeah. Holland, Lewandowski. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they, yeah. Dembele, that would be cool for him, but I don't know Obama if they're looking Yang. at him. I think more of a Leipzig are looking at him, and obviously Reims yeah. like him, but I don't know if they have the money. You don't Leipzig see him going to the Prem at all? He get the the only reason I could see him potentially go there. I think he has the the home build run. and the speed. Well, I, he, I think he, he just has the physicality. Well, but, there, but there's he a lot does, of teams. Yeah. That can I could see. Too. I, I could see him going. Hampton. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that can definitely use him. That don't. I I, I think he he to me he where the prem is currently kind of leaning towards so more like physical, more like athletic kind of league with a lot more, you know, just running not not as tactical as like something like. La Liga, for example, I can see him potentially going to like a mid-table prem team or even like a bottom-table prem yeah, team. Yeah, mid or I can bottom. That. I can with, see that too. With the way, um, with the way the style that prem has kind of turned into, I can see him playing in something like that because he has the speed and athleticism to really be a striker in that yeah. league, which is what you need. It's still a big question mark. We'll we'll sort. Like, I don't think La Liga out. would fit him. I don't think no, La Liga. I don't, would I don't, fit I don't him think at all. La Liga at all. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I don't think La Liga, but and I yeah, think so, he wants you know, he it, wants a good to move, move up. That's another thing is he's you know this this moving to the U.S. for the national team is also putting him in the news. So more teams are definitely looking at him. So it's a, and like I, I said, it's, it's, a win-win. it's a win win. It's a win win. He's he's gonna move up. He's yeah, he's ready for that. That's why he moved to the U.S. Think, um, so you guys think a Champions League team? Potentially, well, if you got Juve, then yeah. Champions League, Champions League, if not a Europa League team. Yeah, definitely a Europa League team, but we'll definitely find out. Me, he just just screams like he's going to Prem. Like I don't like. I just can't picture him going to Bundesliga or like. Yeah, well, it's up to Arsenal. They they have their price tag set, so it's whoever matches the valuation and where he wants to go. Because if there's multiple teams, and obviously he has some say in that as well. So it'll be interesting to follow how that unfolds in the summer. But you might but as well eliminate overall, the London fucking teams because you know Arsenal yeah. ain't sending his ass to another London team like Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nah, I, and all I, that I shit. agree. So, I agree. But let's talk about yeah, let's talk about Champions League now. So we are now um, have the final sets. We now have the final set. We know who's going to be in there. We got Inter Milan. Versus Manchester City in Istanbul, but before we'll talk about the the preview leading up to that game in the next couple of weeks. But as of right now, let's actually discuss the matchup. We could start off with Inter versus AC. Um, look, I'm gonna say right here, I called it. I got I call, I said Inter. I liked Inter's attack. 
I felt like they're deeper. They just played a better season throughout. They played a better Champions yeah. League. Lataro Martinez has been balling, and we all know Lataro is Tyler's favorite player. <laughs> Dog shit. Um, and he's been playing so well. Lukaku has been looking really good coming off the bench um, for them. And he's going to be a key role in that final if they can stay keep it up for him to come in. I'm not entirely sure. Why isn't he like starting full time? Is he just not like he's just not at the level to be starting? I just, yeah, I just think yeah. he's a little older now, too. He don't have like that kind of stamina to be right. running. I, I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure, but that's just my guess. You know, like, I mean, no, you I think you're right. And I don't think he's older. He's yeah. he's they found him to be good coming off the bench rather than being yeah. the guy that they he's rely not, on. He's not like in his prime anymore like how he used to be because like you had to remember when he even when he started out like at Chelsea then moved to Everton and then left Everton went to uh went to what United after that or did he or Chelsea Chelsea something like yeah I don't know no he no no he was guy. he was Chelsea first then I don't know his career has been so fucking weird yeah. well he, he was just left Chelsea, Chelsea. he just he just he lost he went back to, to Chelsea, go to. Though. yeah he went back yeah. to Chelsea though so yeah it was Chelsea Everton Chelsea or Man United Chelsea and then Italy well no he was in Inter. Italy before too though yeah but it's a his he's been he's been to like Serie A and fucking uh the he, Prem so many times but Either way, I will say watching this game. So um, I thought they did a really good job at like di- diversifying the fan bases. Like you could see like whose section was the way and who was. Um, they still kept it like normal. Yeah, I had, I had a feeling are. that they would. I mean, it's not and, their first um, radio. But I did notice that, I mean, there was still like a mix of fans in like the general seating area. It looked like the, the ultras were like separated. But like as for general fans, everything looked kind of chill. Like it didn't look like people were ready to like fight each other because they're wearing like so and so was right next yeah. to them, yeah. But um, as for the game, yeah, Inter just dominated the whole time. It seemed like on both games, like they were just way more lethal. They just had way more of an attacking presence, and it looked like AC just couldn't keep up. Um, yeah, I, it, I think it, you're right. Inter Inter could have easily like really could have ran up the score on them. Yeah. Um, on some occasions because they've had some super close goals. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I pretty much had a feeling this was gonna happen. I just felt like Inter was just the better team. They've been having a killer Champions League. Um, they had a, a easier route, but at the end of the day, they still made it out of that group with Bayern and Barca. So yeah, now yeah. they're in the final. So, um, yeah, I mean, what was your guys' thoughts on those those two games? Yeah, I thought the first leg was going to definitely decide it, in my opinion, because I, you know, going into it the other, you know, couple weeks ago, I said that, you know, Inter probably are the stronger team, but I could see it going either way. You know, it just takes, like, a good performance, one of those legs from, you know, a Giroud or you know, someone like that just to be like, oh, okay, this is this is an interesting tie now. But I think after that first leg, the two nothing win, uh I, I didn't think there was a shot after that for, for AC Milan to go through. I think Inter uh pretty much sealed it after that first leg. And overall I think that's a good point, Julian. They have looked very strong this whole uh Champions League. So yeah. I think that there's no arguments here. If you're looking at, you know, who deserved 
overall to go through based Not on the two Champions legs. League. Dude, y'all too. I, I understand yeah. they didn't win it, but you know, like yeah. they they, they did good. Yeah. Sure. So I so I agree. I think that overall, um, Inter over the two legs deserve to win, and then over the entire tournament, I think deserve to go through. Will they be able to stand up to uh, the opponent in the final that we'll talk about in a little bit? I hope so. I don't. I I want it to happen. I don't think it's gonna, but I I you know. I'm I'm definitely rooting for them. No one's rooting for City except City fans. Like that's the only everybody's rooting for Inter. It's so funny. But uh, Tyler, what you see? You know, like, like, like I just said. You know, Inter Inter's not a bad team. Like, I mean, obviously, whenever you talk Milan, you know, you're not talking Inter. At least that's how it's always been. You know, but this is a big step for uh, Milan, Inter Milan, because Inter Milan hasn't been to a. Champions League finals since they had Eto, Wesley Schneider, um, you know, shit and like that. What a team what, that uh, was. I mean, Jesus Christ. That was a pleasure to watch. Those were the days, huh? We're yeah, I think that was what, 2015 that they had that or some shit? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad for them back then. You know, it was good that they made it. But, you know, like AC Milan, just I, on paper, they definitely have better defenders. I just feel like their attack, they just don't have like. I don't know. Liao was just kind of shut down, and that was like their only kind of base of attack. Andrews, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Now. Yeah, AC Milan. I think on paper, you you'd say they have a better defense, but and yeah, yeah like Inter Milan can't. just has so much. Like they just have so much attackers on paper and shit, and it's just like yeah, Lotero's been playing phenomenal. Tally your mic switch. So you know you got Lotero playing phenomenal, and then nothing. I don't think Tyler, your mic switched. Tyler, Tyler, you there? Tyler, yeah, hello, hello. Oh, okay, yeah, it's back. you got us. Okay, mic, it, like, it switched back. Switched. I think it went yeah. to your computer mic, and now it's back oh. at your normal mic. I oh, think it went no. back now. It sounds fine now. Okay, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, so let's let's head over to like what a lot of people believed was the real final. Even though I'm like, look, man, let's not sleep on Enter. At the end of the day, it's a one game. Anything can happen in one game at a neutral one site. One game, neutral site, exactly. It's uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure. You know, Let's... on paper, you have to pick City. I mean, you know, we talk about. Uh, I mean, I, I picked City to go through against Madrid because they've just been this whole season in any competition. They've been unreal. I mean, even in Premier League, they're just the class of the field. I mean, you need a perfect season to beat them. And the, the question mark was, because in the past they've had seasons like this, but the question mark was, oh, do, you know, there's the chance they would always flounder in the Champions League. And was there a curse? They seemed, even though they didn't need Holland, it seemed to uh, alleviate the pressure. That's what it seemed like watching the game. You know, they didn't feel, uh, you know, nervous about, about having him up there, even though, you know, Bernardo Silva just absolutely took over yeah, both legs. Sure. I mean, he was the man of the, even eye. against Byron too. He was my, the man of, team. yeah, he's been, he's been incredible. Um, and De Bruyne has been great too. Like I said, he's the best. And for the past few years, I know people probably don't want to admit this, but I, he is the best midfielder in all of Europe. He is just so consistent. Um, that team from top to bottom, 
yeah, especially for his age, he's only what yeah. 30 or 31. You know, yeah, he still he's, has, he's like, such a good like player. Look at the and, and they're just they're just solid. They don't have any holes in their in their squad. And you look at the bench. I mean, they sub in players like Mares and Phil Foden. It's it's unreal how like the and depth Alvarez they have and yeah and Alvarez yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy and, and Madrid we're gonna need something special they needed to show their Champions League magic to to beat a city of this team and they just did not have it yeah you know I'll I'll eat crow I really thought that Madrid's midfield was going I mean I know Tyler thought the same thing like we thought Madrid's midfield was just going to take control of the game. Yeah. Um, but honestly, but you know, it, I, I mean, honestly, the city, the city, mid, the city midfield took over. I felt like any kind of play or any sort of like buildup that they try to create, they were able to diffuse it instantaneously. And you look, I, I'm not a big fan of fuckboy Grealish, but he had one hell of a game. I mean, he absolutely diffused uh, everything that came his way defensively. And then even attacking wise, he was just cooking. Uh, I can never say his name right. Cavajal. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. He was. Yeah, he, he was. Just, he had a bad game, and Grealish was just working him the whole time. And yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that, yeah, I, 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 I totally like agree. I think rooting for Madrid and watching it, it was just like every. It's like they just couldn't get anything going. It's like they yeah. they were able to shut down Vinicius. Um, they couldn't get anything going in the transition, yeah. which is what. Um, Real Madrid's really good at is in transition, and but losing that lead in the first half by having such a poor first half, now you're forcing Madrid to like play on the attack and hold possession, um, which they did in the second half. Um, But it's just not how they wanted to play. I think I think they wanted to play it more like how they did the first leg, where it's kind of like sit back, let City have the ball, trust defensively, um, and win in transitions. But this game just didn't work out that way. They took that 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 goal by Bernardo Silva, who just left them wide open. And I think what really hurt Madrid this game was one the midfield battle, but two the the back line just was not good. Camavinga, he it finally showed that like this isn't his natural position. He was just you could tell he yeah. just looked uncomfortable out there. He didn't know Oliver where to line had up. A, also he, had a very bad game. He he looks he looked like the previous games he looked solid, but now playing against obviously real competition in real Manchester City, you started to see like, all right, yeah, this guy's not built for this position. And then Militao just didn't look good defensively. Um it it was just every it was it was honestly From on all levels bottom, where it didn't look yeah. Uh, there wasn't yeah. a single player on Madrid that I think had a good game. Yeah. I thought Rodrigo played not too bad. Um, with what he was able to do, but yeah, Valverde, Modric was almost kind of non-existent. Um, Cruz non-existent. It it just didn't. I I think uh, Ancelotti got uh, a little outclassed. I think he was a little late to make substitutions and tactic changes, yeah. and I think Pep um took took him out and actually yeah. did well. And and that midfield, I mean that's a lot coming from me because I did not. Yeah, I, I think like that City. midfield definitely showed why. Um, I consider them the best in the world, especially De Bruyne, and that's what I was tr- saying. Like I, you know, I can understand why you guys thought that Madrid can compete in the midfield, but I just when you have De Bruyne and the way he's been playing lately, I just couldn't. I see just it. thought Vin- they were able to shut down Vinny, and that, that was my biggest thing. He's like, if you can't shut down Vinny, look, 
Vinny's agree, gonna yeah. run it down that left flank, and then yeah. Benzema will always fucking be there in the middle to clean it up. And oh, they were able to they did to, a good job, to, yeah. To, they did a good job of shutting him down because there were some moments where Vinny was able to break away, but I felt like there was always another guy there. There was always two guys able to like yeah. hold him back. If Pep, if Pep um, did a good plan to just always have someone there just in case Vinny did break that line. Yeah. So And I think that party plays part of the reason why Rodrigo had a solid game because they were putting so much emphasis on Vinny, so it kind of allowed Rodrigo does not look too bad. Um, but like I said, it's not like it was a great game by him. I just thought maybe he was, if I had to get, he was probably the best like field player out there. Um, Courtois has some good moments, but man, I mean, like at the end of the day, you're just letting guys shoot all over you. So it's like, well, like, what is he going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Millie Tao gets an own goal. And then it's just, it all just kind of fell apart from there. Yeah. And then it was just all pretty much over. And uh, it sucks to see uh, uh, somebody. I, I just like to see uh, non-prem teams win. So kind of sucks to see City I advance. I just want anybody City to win. I predicted City to win, unfortunately. And you know what? But nobody wants them. We None of us want them. <laughs> and honestly, and, I say with City, and uh, I think everybody's going to, obviously, everybody's pointing to Holland. He's breaking records. He's He's scoring out of his mind. But, like, to me, like, the real, like, MVP, like, the... The real player that makes that team go is De Bruyne. You take De Bruyne out of the picture. I don't think Holland has. I think Holland has way less goals without I mean, De Bruyne. It was like it was like it was like Pasquale with uh, Higuain almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Higuain yeah. wasn't I mean, doing fucking anything. It's just on a, it's and, just and on such a we, higher level. Unless we like in Holland's, he's a he's a target striker. He's just one of those guys. You just you look for him. He's not a yeah. guy. He's not a guy who's gonna. You know, crazy. Yeah, he's not going to mess you. Yeah, he's not going to go he's from not, the fifty-yard line all the way down. You know, midfield. yeah, he's not going to create his yeah. own space. He he's a, he's a guy will have like seven yeah, touches, physical presence, and, score. and a clinical finisher. Yeah, he will out of seven touches, he'll probably score three of them. And it's just yeah. like how it is. He he's never going to be a guy where he's he's got the side. He's just a target striker. You know, he's he's not going to be. Yeah. But as long as you have De Bruyne there. And shit, Bernardo Silva and Grealish yeah. right behind him. Like it's they just gonna all keep on show up. Him. It's any single one of those players can just absolutely go off and have a good day. And unfortunately for Madrid, mm-hmm. they all had a good day. And I think so, I think I want to say defensively, they put too much emphasis on Holland. And yeah. I think that's what opened up a lot of things for for Silva. And that's why, if you look that's at that why Silva City wanted goal, Holland. That's what Holland I think was, is smart because Holland, Holland was covered, dude. He was covered, and then Silva's wide open and takes a shot. But that's what that's why I like, like. I think Holland is more than just his goals because he is such a clinical finisher that you have to to consider, you know, how you're going to defend him, and you have to try and shut him down. But then, oh no, you have Bernardo Silva who could just score two goals like that. You know, it's it's hard, and that's what makes City so good is because down Holland and well they did shut down Holland I guess but you got to shut down De Bruyne and you got to shut down Bernardo Silva and you got to shut down Gundogan and Grealish and potentially Mares when they sub him in and Phil Foden when they sub him in and Julian well, Alvarez you, you, got a freaking goal it, too I think so you got to you got to account way, for all these I think the way to beat City is you have to Players have to win their one-on-one battles. It's just, and I don't think you have to play. You can't play scared. I don't think you you have like you have to play like okay. Cavahal shouldn't have lost to Grealish. If he shuts down Grealish, that's a whole other set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If Kamavinga was able to hold down Bernardo Silva, which he wasn't, uh, it's it's another thing because it's it's and that's why I think the backline out of 
the entire, even though the midfield wasn't able to do much and create much, and then the attack was getting fizzled out by City's defense. To me, the biggest culprit to Madrid was just defensively, they just couldn't keep up. And not starting Rudiger yeah. was like a big, like, or did he even play at all? I don't even think he played at all. He came on the like, 63rd minute in the second leg. Okay. I, so he was I, there I first. Like, yeah, so, I, felt, but, I felt like he didn't play. I, I felt like he didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, he didn't really know. do much when he came on. So it's, you know, it's to be, that's how, that's how the, the matchup mm. went. But so now but, we're left with a city inter Milan final. You know, we're, so I, what, do you, what do you guys I'm, think for the, it's, uh, it's early, you know, we got, we got 23 days until, yeah, let's not go uh, until on, the let's final. So we're not going to go yet. too much into depth. You know, I but definitely want to get you guys. I, I like city. I'm rooting for inter. We'll definitely talk more about it as it comes. Cause both these teams have games left in between. So things can change. Players can get injured. Um, Although City Arsenal are making it so that City probably can you know win a game or two I think and yeah. wrap up the title and oh. that's it. So you know City I think having a little advantage here. Inter are going to have some games, um, so it's definitely too early to predict, but um, it's definitely going to be fun. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this while we're still talking about like kind of Real Madrid is like. So what do you think the move is for Ancelotti? It seems like all signs are potentially pointing to Brazil now as his next job. Uh, it seems like he's conquered everything you need to conquer in uh, club football. Yeah, why not? It's, um, it's do, such you guys, a, do you guys think tough... he's going to Brazil? I would say why not? I mean, it's proven that Madrid, this isn't an easy job. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they struggled in the league. You can't express that too. Yeah, I know, right? Um so I think if you're Ancelotti, where you are in your career, I think it's a good move. I think he should do it. But ultimately, it's going to be up to him. If he has a plan and he knows what he wants to do with Madrid, then I think he'll he'll stay, especially if the board agrees with him and that and his plan and they want to support him with the signings. But yeah, I, if it was me, I would do it. I like that move. So that's what I have to say about that. What about you, Tyler? Brazil's good for Ancelotti? I think so. I mean, he's had a lot of Brazil nationals under him. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I think it, I think he'd, so. I think he'd walk. I mean, not, you know, I don't think it'd be perfect, but I think I think it'd be a good job for him. I think he could at least give it a go at the World Cup. Yeah, before especially, he retires and hangs it up. Brazil so being, you know, they're like with the depth how, that they have. How Real Madrid, well, no, how Real Madrid is so many young players. How Real Madrid is with like Champions League. Brazil is like that for the World Cup. Like whenever you think of World Cup the first team that people used to think of is Brazil just because they have the most in history and blah, blah, blah. The only difference like, is Real Madrid has won it recently. Brazil yeah. And, and that's, and, but no, that, that's the point I was getting at though. I mean, you know, Ancelotti's had a lot of Brazil nationals under him throughout his coaching career, like for club football. So it's like, you know what I mean? I think Ancelotti's a big step because, you know, he's trying to get them back to that coveted, you know, world cup trophy that they, that they're renowned for getting. Like they literally, you know, you know what I mean? Like, no, that, I mean, yeah, Brazil they, has the best do, team. You know? Brazil has the best team by far in the and world. So many, and they have so many good youngsters. It's not even, always. It's they so always many, have so good much youngsters. Depth. So and, I, that's why I think it's a good move for him. Because I think if you want to just try it, you know, go for a World Cup, see what you got. I think Brazil's a good yeah. team for Ancelotti to go to and give it a go. And, and he'll and use it. Works out, just, win right an international, just win an international trophy. Like, and if you know, not, like, yeah. And if Copa not, then, oh, well, yeah. you can retire and he'd have a, he'd have a great 
career behind him. So but I don't think that, it's but too he would, important. He would use the players correctly too, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, mm. I feel and it's a like, new test. You know, like, I yeah, think. that's why it's I think an, it's, it's a, a new test. test. See what he selecting can do. players, looking yeah. at your player pool. You have Copa America coming up with the entire two continents in North and South. So it's going to be a good practice run for him leading up into the World Cup. He can win a trophy there and get that under his belt of like getting a Copa America, getting an international trophy. And like I say, we, he's proved everything he needs to prove in the club level. I, I would really like to see him. Um, and honestly, and I'm curious what your guys' thoughts on it, I think Brazil needs him more than he wants to go to Brazil. I think I think Brazil wants him so bad, um, and it's so evident and so clear to me. I guess all I'm going to say, all you I think can Brazil say on needs that, him? I don't. I think he is one of the best signings they can make. I don't think they need him. I think Brazil is good enough. They are the type of team where I don't think they need him. I guess you can make that argument if you're trying to World Cup or bust, then maybe you can say that. But I just think that Brazil, I, you have a big pull. You know, you have a lot of good coaches who would want to coach for Brazil. And you have such talented players that I don't think it's the end of the world if Ancelotti doesn't go to him. I think it's a great no, I, hire, I, but I don't think it's the end of the I world. Think he, I think it is World Cup or bust for Brazil. It always is. I mean, they're well, always yeah, the best it, team. It on always paper. is. But it's always, I, I if think, you don't, I don't if, think if that Brazil but, but, doesn't win the World Cup, it's a disappointment. It's like, yeah, you but I, I don't see it. them it's, being like, a, you know, such a big underdog just because they, they don't have Ancelotti. I can think of other coaches that, that could. Yeah, probably. but you can l- look at Brazil. Some of the reasons why they lost is never. Or, getting knocked out has never been a talent issue it's always a tactic and coaching issue yeah always. and that's what i it's mean always, I like, it's it's I always like the biggest part and this is going to be the yeah and this is going to be the guy who yeah. has the tactics and knows how to play an attacking style and and get it i mean so and, and he I mean, knows Tyler, all what do you players. think i think i think honestly you you nailed it like you know like right on the ball like i don't think it's I don't think it's fucking Brazil. It's either it either comes down to injuries for Brazil, or it just comes down to like you said, they just their the tactics and shit, and they just don't use the players correctly. And I think that's the biggest thing. And Ancelotti's had so many Brazil Brazil nationals that it's like I feel like everyone would be used properly and to their one hundred percent full potential. Like, and I mean, seeing right what on, he's right did, and and to me, seeing what he's done with like Vinny and understanding how to utilize his talents and his athleticism. I think, man, what he could do with him and Neymar and Rafinha or whoever else you want to throw up there, Richarlson, whoever, like with that athleticism and speed that Brazil has, like, I think he really knows how to get that out of, to utilize those, uh, those abilities, those players have very well. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, I think Brazil, if Brazil doesn't get Ancelotti, I think it's a. I mean, I think that that's a huge hit. I mean, because who else do you get at that point? Like who? What other big name coaches yeah. out there? Like, I can't Zidane, think of any. Like I said, like, if it was me, Mourinho. Like, like, like if you put me in charge, I would like Ancelotti. Like I said, you know, I I, I would do it if it was if I was in charge of Brazil. But it'll be interesting. The money too. I think they can do it. Yeah, Pick up so the money. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be very interesting to see how this unfolds with Madrid and what happens to them and Ancelotti. Yeah, but anyways, we are going to end it there. I want to thank you guys for another great episode of Real Fans Podcast. You guys know where to find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, so on and so forth, all the social medias. You know where to find us. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. We are only two subscribers away from 100 subs. So let's try to get that. Try to get that 100 subscriber mark. Hit those triple digits. Slowly building up. We're seeing the support. Hey, hey, my and the San Jose fans represent. <laughs> yeah. We're seeing, um, we're seeing um, both shows starting to grow. So it's really good signs over here. But uh, yeah, hope you guys stay tuned. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody.